0: Another bank takeover, another interest rate hike, another debt ceiling scare. Feeling some deja vu? This is The Markets, a new series from Goldman Sachs Exchanges. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today, we're talking to Ashish Shah, Chief Investment Officer of Public Investing in Asset and Wealth Management. Ashish, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. So, The big event this week was the Fed's raising interest rates by a quarter percent. How have markets reacted to this decision?
1: So we saw a rally in the front end of the curve. So markets now expecting rates to be a little bit lower based on their comments and stock sell off. So what leads that to be the case? Well, I think that the Fed really transmitted a pause and see message to the market. And so I think the market thinks that that's not going to be enough. It's going to be waiting for the pivot.
0: And what is that pivot going to be, do you think?
1: Well, I I think that that pivot is going to be a a question of, does the Fed have to start cutting rates enough and quickly enough in order to help stabilize the economy? So there's this real question as to whether the Fed is done hiking. And I think that without question, the Fed is supposed to be done hiking, they continue to hike, that they're going to really create issues within the economy. But I think on top of that, it may have been that they've hiked too much. And we're seeing those cracks within the system emerge. And how those cracks transmit into the real economy is going to be the question of what they have to do going forward, including pivoting to cutting rates.
0: What other data points or signals do you think were notable from that meeting?
1: So I think that Powell wanted to start off with a more hawkish tone because they are still playing the game of bringing inflation down, inflation's still well above target, but they're making progress on that front. And I think that that's why you had this pause and see dynamic to the meeting where initially there was more hawkish tone, but then opened it up to make it pretty clear that it's either waiting or it's pivoting. And I think the bar for pivoting is going to be pretty high. I think, frankly, it's going to be about watching the evolution of some of the financial conditions tightening that we're seeing in in the market evolve. And we'll see. But I, I think the second half of this year is going to be really interesting from a market perspective.
0: Do you think that pivot will happen in 2023? I think it's highly likely to happen in in 23. But
1: I, I don't think anyone knows because these transmission mechanisms of getting kind of a tightening of credit conditions are very, very difficult to predict. But so far, things have been moving at a faster pace after having been slow to transmit early on. And so I think that that's the thing that we have to watch most carefully as investors is what is the pace at which this moves from here? Does it accelerate, or does it kind of run on a slower burn?
0: Let's move on to another big item of news that happened this week, which of course was the takeover of First Republic Bank. And of course, regional bank stocks are still gyrating. How much further do you think the bank stress has to run? I think that there's going to be more bank stress. I
1: think you have a a large portion of the U.S. banking systems that has been operating under a different regulatory regime, and where, you know, as a result of that, those regulations are going to change based on what we've learned. This is also the part of the market where you've had a lot of lending, in particular into commercial real estate, And and that's going to be a challenge as we go through the balance of the year.
0: Do you think any of that banking stress factored into the Fed's policy decisions this week?
1: I think that it is very likely the Fed would have continued to tighten had we not seen this level of contraction of credit. The Fed basically has bought itself 50 basis points of tightening at the minimum, in my view, as a function of the banking turmoil. And we'll see from here. Maybe that wasn't enough, but I think it it will have proven to be enough. And I think it's also entirely possible that the Fed is over tightened by 200 basis points compared to what. Is consistent with financial
0: stability. So, given that banking turmoil that you just mentioned, as well as those other factors, which include, of course, a Fed's fund rate now north of 5%, how have those issues affected the probability of a recession?
1: Without question, I think the probability of a recession is higher. I think it's very difficult to manage kind of credit contractions in a hiking cycle because they erupt very slowly at first and then very rapidly. And we we experienced that in March, but that was only kind of one or two institutions. I think the evolution of credit contraction through the balance of the year is something we're going to have to watch very carefully.
0: Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned this week that the U.S. federal government will hit its debt ceiling by now June. Are you seeing any signs of debt limit concerns in Treasury bills, particularly those that mature around the date the debt limit is expected to hit?
1: So we saw somewhere between a 50 and 100 basis point sell-off in June bills when the X date was announced. So that's a pretty sizable move. When you look at the shape of the T-bill curve, you're seeing roughly about a 100 basis point steepness between late May and early June. So without question, there's credit stress being priced.
0: And how should investors think about this as they're considering their portfolios? Look, I think it's really
1: important to diversify your cash. And specifically when it comes to T-bills, I think you want to make sure that you have enough cash on hand that is kind of maturity known certain, whether through repo, through money market funds that can avoid that period of time, so that you don't run into a cash crunch. But I think the bigger picture thing is make sure you have enough duration in your portfolios. And I think that this is a big issue for retail investors, that they've shortened up their bond positions, they own fewer bonds than they should in their portfolios. And I think they're going to regret that decision. um, If we do go through a more challenging debt ceiling discussion.
0: All right. Last question. What are you looking out for next week?
1: I think there are three things over the course of the next couple weeks that are going to be critical. I think it's jobs, banks, and debt ceiling. That's going to be the entire focus of the market over the course of the next kind of six weeks. And how those things evolve is really going to dictate kind of the mix of how bonds perform and how stocks
0: perform. Ashish, thanks so much. Great chatting with you. My pleasure. That does it for another episode of The Markets, a new series from Goldman Sachs Exchanges. Make sure to follow our brand new feed, The Markets, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. We'll catch you next Friday. Thanks for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program. Our theme was composed by Soundboard.